about themselves to understand what went wrong. I know we can find a way. I know we can find a way. I know we can find a way. Stand up. Stand up. uniting the races with truth instead of dividing them with lies. We're also rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. I'm Jessalyn Peterson. Welcome to the second hour of the show already. I don't know what happened in the first hour. I don't even think it happened. You can get involved by calling 888-775-3773. 888-77-JESSE. J-E-S-S-E, Jesse, my biblical question, why are you afraid of negotiating? Why are you afraid of negotiating? We have every way that you can watch and support the show listed on jessaleepeterson.com. JesseLeePeterson.com. And if you're out and about anywhere in the world, because we are heard around the world by everybody and their mama, and for the flat earther up and down the world, we are heard Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. So if you um busy and you can't sit and watch the show, you can podcast, but you can be listening on your iPhone or iPad by calling the listen line at 641-793-1500, 641-793-1500, and follow us on cozy.tv slash JLP, cozy dot tv slash jlp and jlp talk on x jlp talk on x and to donate and have your comments read out loud go to buymeacoffee.com slash jlp buymeacoffee.com slash jlp or rebuildingtheman.com it's friday and most of you know Every Friday, it's Get It Off Your Chest Friday. Every Friday is whatever is on your mind. Express yourself Friday. You Tom like a mug. You need to go to go to go to go and get yourself bleached. Because everything you say about black people and you're sitting up there looking like a tar baby. Uh, it might sound like a semantics argument, but he's a great alien. I wonder if he's been smoking pot. These photos recently posted at parenting blogging site mom.me busting a hot button conversation That's wide evil. open kids on leashes. It's terribly disobedient. A child has to know and has to respect authority from a teacher or from a parent. Good That's parenting evil. or bad behavior. It has its pros and cons. It's such a difficult child anyway to handle. <laughs> but a I difficult just mother, take not the child. Think of 
the children. You get punished. What about, about the parents. children? I feel guilty because I'm in business. You and are I have guilty. my kids, and I'm not spending time with them. Welcome aboard, folks. We are very proud to share that your pilot <laughs> is the most diverse pilot on record. <laughs> oh my God, it's on fire! Oh my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> what a mess! What a mess. Uh, Mo, Mo from Florida, it's gone for whatever. I don't know if you dropped or what happened, but Mo, you can call me back. I've got a lot of responses. Mo lives in Florida. He's been renting his places to the blacks. And according to Mo, and I know what he means, when he rents to the blacks, they destroy the place. And then they don't pay the bill. They don't pay their rent. And Mo want to know how to deal with the blacks, knowing that they are doing that. And he's like, I feel sorry for him. No, you shouldn't, buddy. That's why you're in the hell that you're in. So somebody told me, to, so Mo, if you can call back, call back. Some people, someone told me to ask Mo if he talked to tell the blacks what they're doing and try to warn them about it. And then I got a text from my, a friend of mine. He says, Mo, he didn't say Mo, but he need, he need the professional renter company to get the right people in and collect the rent for him. He should never deal with the renters. He should never deal with the renter. A professional rental company to rent his property. Let's see here. To, to rent his property, he should never deal with the renter. They smell weakness and take advantage of him. That is such a good point. That is such a good point. That is such a good suggestion, Mo. You got to get professional renters to take care of all that property manager stuff for you. Property manager stuff for you. Because you're dealing with people that just don't care. Look how they treat their families, themselves, their children, their own neighborhood. So get some professional renters to handle that for you. All right? What a mess. And um, someone wants to know, do you talk to them or tell them what they're doing or something? Let me do this before I go back to the phones. Remember a while back, last year, um, there had the uh, airline industry had started to get get away get rid of the white experienced men in air traffic controllers and working for the airline, and they were putting in black people and women who were not qualified. And I said, you know what? This is a horrible mistake. You're going to hear, because these people are not qualified, they're affirmative action, reparation kind of a people, right? And the white man is continuing to try to prove that they're not a racist. And the more you try to prove it, the more hell you bring out of the blacks and the women. And, um, 
And so they, they did it in a way they didn't listen. They got rid of the white men who had experience and knew what they were doing and made things work. And they brought in the blacks, affirmative action blacks, that were not qualified. And they're doing this in every area of life now. And I said, it's not going to work. And I remember there was a caller, I think his name was Joe out of Arizona. I may be wrong about that part. And he was like, no, Jesse, that's not true. You people are qualified. And I said, you're going to see, you're going to hear, you're going to have more crashes and near missing, and it ain't going to work. These people are not qualified. And we should, America should not be hiring them based on color or a female or whatever. No, Jesse, the blacks are not, they are qualified. No, they're not. And now we're hearing more and more and more negative incidents with airplanes and things like that. Body parts are falling off the planes, meaning the door and stuff like that, because they're not putting the screws in all the way or leaving some screws out. Can't you hear the black? I don't feel like putting no, uh, there's too many screws to put into the door. I ain't got time for that. And and, 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 and some white person on the side, I said, well, you know, ma'am or, or sir, it's not for safety. I mean, it's for safety that you put them all in. I don't care about no safety. What the hell to do with me? It's like going to the post office and you want to ask the, the worker one more question. <laughs> and they already look like they're mad. And if you're weak, you're scared to ask the second question. Sometimes I go to the post office and I see white people at the window and other races too. And they're so timid and intimidated by the blacks because the blacks look so angry. And they try so hard to be so nice to the black worker. The black worker don't crack. No smile, no nothing. Just snappy, nasty attitude. That's happening at the airports now. In the airline industry. So it begins. And y'all, I'm warning you, just like I told you my country will become South Africa, if you continue down this road. You're going to hear more and more crashes. You're going to hear real serious crashes in America from the Skyway. You're putting all the wrong people in that are not qualified based on color because you're afraid to say no. You put everybody's lives at risk. Rudders is reported. And Atlas Airborne 747-8 cargo plane with five crew members, made an emergency landing at Miami International Airport late Thursday after an engine uh, malfunction shortly after departure. Watch this from X. Oh, my God, it's on fire. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. It's on fire. Mom. No, it's still doing it. It's still doing it. 
That's in America. You're going to see more and more of that. You can bank on it. Unless they put back the qualified people and take out the non-qualified people. That was yesterday, according to the report. New York Post is reporting an American airline plane landed nearly an hour behind schedule as slid off the runway and into the grass shortly after landing in snowy weather Thursday at New York's Rochester International Airport. I rest my case. I was on the plane the other day. I looked up. I sat in my seat. I looked up, and I saw a black female pilot. Looked like she's from Africa. <laughs> so she's like African black, right? Not American black. And I'm like, I'm looking. I wanted to be sure. I'm looking around. I said, oh, that's a female black woman on that, in that pilot thing. I'm like, what the? And so the, the flight attendant was walking by. I said, hey, hey, is, is a black female driving this plane today? <laughs> and she's like, yes. And she started smiling. <laughs> I'm like, what the? Is she affirmative action? And she laughed and she kind of walked away. And then she told the black uh, that got uh, flight um, stewardess, the black male stewardess. And he came back and he like, oh, I hear that you want to know if a black female is blind the plane. I'm like, yeah, is it? He like, yeah. He like, what's wrong with that? I'm like, man, you know women can't fly no plane. They can hardly drive. <laughs> and he kind of smiled and walked away and came back with a little car saying whatever. He was like, here, she sent this to you, referring to the black female so-called pilot. I was like, what is this? And it just described what Delta Airlines is about. I was like, oh, okay. And then we flew, flew, went on to our destination. And when I was getting off the plane, she was standing in the doorway of the, uh, the the cockpit thing. And and so the flight attendants had all gathered around me and the people were trying to get off. And they were like, oh, she want to meet you. I was like, oh, okay. And so I went and we shook hands. And, and so I said, you a pilot? And then she's like, yeah. And I said, are you a foreigner? She sounded like a foreigner. I'm like, what the? And she said, yeah, so, well, no, she didn't say if she was a foreigner or not. And, but I asked her, are you affirmative action, one of those uh, diversity mess they're doing? And she started laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, nice to meet you. And I, went, I had to go because so many people trying to get off the plane. But what a mess! I felt like doing what the Christians do. When they pray to God, I felt like saying out loud, Oh, Lord, help me get to my destination. But I was concerned that Satan may answer my prayer. <laughs> uh, so I said, he can't believe I stayed on the plane. I took the risk. I had an engagement I had to make. But what a mess. So you heard what happened according to 
um, the New York Post, an American airline. And then yesterday, according to Reuters, emergency landing. What do you think this is leading up to? What do you think? I'm just, I understand it. I do understand it. The fear and all that. But it's amazing that the white people who found it and created the greatest country in the world, in the world, and made all this possible with the help of God, and just handing it over to the blacks because they don't want to appear racist. And the more, over the years, it's just gotten worse. Each year it gets worse. And the more they do it, the worse the blacks get. I don't understand. I do understand it. I can't. I do understand it's fear. I saw on Tucker Carson yesterday where a black and a, a Mexican woman, a black woman and a Mexican woman, somebody, some type of program they hold, and they invite these white women or white women pay. It's not like they pay to go there to this meeting place where they get meet together. And they, they create this, this black female and this messy female, whatever she is, I don't know what she is. She's not white. They, they crucify the white women. And, and then in the end, they talk about them like a dog. And then they say, how many of you here are racist? And the white women raise their hands. And I, I think Tucker's, uh, not Tucker, but uh, Jesse Waters, not Tucker, but Jesse Waters on Fox News. They raised their hand and said they were racist. And there was one woman that, this white woman, I can't, I can't, I can't raise my hand and say that. And they crucify her later. And I'm thinking, what's wrong with the whites? They pay money to go sit in some room with some evil women that make them say that they're racist. Oh, thank you, Sean. It's uh, according to the cut. Race to Dinner, a reality TV show, gather groups of white women at the homes of a host to facilitate a discussion about race over dinner. And you should see how they treated those women. White women, white ladies, white females, don't put yourself in front of these females. They're already evil. Satan is their God. How do you think they're going to treat you knowing that they can get a thrill out of making you feel bad? A thrill out of degrading you and making you admit to something that doesn't even exist. Like racism. Why would your husband let you do that? Why would you do that? That doesn't even make logical sense. Even if supposedly racism existed, you're going to let somebody evil worse than you tell you to come to dinner so I can degrade you. And I was looking at those two, that black woman and 
whatever else color that other woman's supposed to be, they were getting a thrill out of doing it to those white women. It's called The Cut, Race to Dinner, a reality show gathers group of white women at the home of a host to facilitate a discussion about race over dinner. Why don't you reverse it? Get a group of black women and ask them why they're so nasty. Why they hate white women and white people. And see what happens. Where would this one-sided discussion about so-called racism end? Fear is an illusion. Anger is not you. When will you wake up? Our planes are going to start falling out of the skies even more so. Near misses are going to happen until miss, don't miss no more. And white people, they're already going out into the suburbs and all that robbing, raping. Oh, that reminds me. Robbing, raping, and stealing carjacking in your neighborhoods, just like they're doing in South Africa. I was counseling with someone, talking to someone yesterday, and they live, they're white, and he lives in a predominantly black area somewhere. And during the counseling session, he mentioned that you know, when I first heard you ask on your show, what's wrong with the blacks? And I'm like, oh, Jesse shouldn't say that. But then he reflected and he realized that that is true. What's wrong with them? He said that he moved, he and his family, his wife and kids moved into this predominantly black area. And this is in the South somewhere. And he said that all the violent crime that has happened to them was done by the blacks. By the blacks. Their home had been broken into. Uh, he had guns drawn on him, been robbed. His wife would, uh, at times, would drive it home from wherever she was coming from. And some blacks tried to, with their car, tried to make his wife drive off the road so that they could rob her. And he been shot at. And he said, it's all been done by the blacks. That's going to get worse, too. You're catering to evil. And he made a very good point. He said that these are mostly young blacks, millennials and Zs. And he said that he noticed that the older generation blacks are kinder. They seem to care more. They take care of themselves. They don't have the same attitude that the younger blacks have today. And that's because when the older blacks were growing up, they didn't hate white people. They didn't blame white people. They had families. They were they they were not jealous. I mean, they were not jealous of the white people. So the older generation didn't blame white people. They were not jealous of the white people. They didn't do all this mess that's happening now. And supposedly they came from slavery and affirmative act, I mean, uh, Jim Crow. How come the black were better then than they are today? 
black people and white people were told to love one another, love your neighbor as yourself, and they did. All that gone now. So white people, you keep giving up your country to non-unqualified people. You're going to see. You think this is bad? Wait until your family start falling out of the sky. Or when you're driving down the highway, no police around, and they're running you off the road to rob you and possibly take your car or whatever. It's going to get worse. Our battle is a spiritual battle. And no one has demanded that blacks, the blacks, take care of themselves, overcome anger, become individuals again, and stop uh, begging and whining and blaming and, and wanting to be catered to. It's not good what's happening. You heard Mo from Florida say that every time you rent a place to the black, they destroy it. They don't pay the rent. They destroy the place. What are you thinking? It has nothing to do with slavery at all. None of these blacks have never seen slavery. They have no idea about it. They've been lied to about slavery, though. Anyway, what a mess. To Mo again, a friend of mine said he need the professional rental company to get the right people in and collect the rent for him. He should never deal with the renters. They smell weakness and take advantage of him. And the blacks are smelling the weakness of the whites, the white men and the white women. the white men, and the white women. I had no idea white people could be this weak. Growing up, I thought white people were strong. They stood up for America. They celebrated the 4th of July. They they even went to the moon. (laughs) They went to the moon. Now they're trying to go back. Guess who they have on board? A black woman. Uh, a black man, I think I saw another woman. You think they're going to ever make it back to the moon? They have all the wrong people in the right places to make sure that my country never, ever, ever returns again. It's over. You're going to have hell on earth. But you can overcome the hell and earth and still live on earth. But you got to live from within. You got to overcome anger. You got to enter the kingdom within and live from within. And your world will be fine. Mike, a first time caller out of Massachusetts. Mike, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hey, Mike. Mike is gone. Um, Tony from, a first-time caller from Massachusetts. Tony, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hey, how you doing, Jesse? All is well, Tony. Jesse, I just want to tell you, this is my first time calling you. 
everything you say is so true about us as Africans. Yeah. Everything. Well, I'm American. I'm American. I'm just get caught up in that. Right on. And, and you, cha- you changed my life, man. I've been down the road with divorce. Wife tried to um, be a beta male, and I couldn't do that, Jesse. And it just made me, coming across you, made me realize what men are going through today. Yeah. And I'm a truck driver. I've been doing it for 25 years. And every time I get a ride back to my car to pick up my car from storage, these guys are telling me they're getting divorced. And it's so pathetic. And like you said, a lot of men is now being in life for other men because they became weak where they're afraid to lose what they got at home. When you become a man, you don't care what you lose because God will give you everything in return. Absolutely. I lost my own. Absolutely. And Jesse, you know how you say about the children? Yes. Yeah, my ex-wife has made... A couple of, weeks, couple of months ago, you had a guy, you was doing your service, and the guy was saying, my son won't text me. My and That right there changed me when you said... Once the woman put the kids out the house, they're damaged. I haven't seen my kids in two months because you're right. And I just want to say thank you, man. And I'm going to go apologize to my mom. I'm having a hard time with that. My father passed a year ago. and I Tony, hold, let me take a quick break. Can you hold? Okay. All right, hold on. Let me take a quick break. I'll be right back in a moment. Thank you. have a counseling service and i have to admit thanks to god it is the best counseling service on this side of heaven i counsel with men and women families individuals around the world most people are unhappy they're miserable they have rough lives they're depressed suicidal young and old of all races. I understand. I know why, and I do understand it. Because exactly what's happening in me is happening with everybody outside of me, inside of them. And I've noticed that with those who really, really, really want to understand, they overcome it just like that. Out of one counseling session. If you need counseling, you can go to rebuildingtheman.com or call 800-411-2663. 800-411-BOND. Best counseling service on this side of heaven. Welcome back. The Hake, Hake, H-A-K-E report is coming up 
at 9 a.m. this morning from 9 to 11. And James Hake is on fire. H-A-K-E. Make sure you listen. He's on fire. He white. And then after him, uh, at 12 noon, a brand new episode of TheFallenState.com. Dot TV. The Fallen State dot TV. Not dot com dot TV. Amazing discussion with my friend Larry Elder. And I say my friend because I've been knowing him for a long time. He's had been a great asset to my nonprofit barn and he really loved what we were doing. And I had him on the Fallen State the other day. He ran for governor, he ran for president. He's from South Central Los Angeles. And he black. Watch this. Next time on The Fallen State. The sage of South Central Los Angeles, Larry Elder. The LA Times called me the black face of white supremacy. I was going to ask you that. I worked hard for that title. (laughs) (laughs) I've been called an Uncle Tom, bootlicking Uncle Tom, foot shuffling, bootlicking Uncle Tom. The thing I've rarely been called is wrong. And so a lot of guys don't know how to deal with women today. I'm not sure you're asking the right guy because I've never had a problem. (laughs) I've never had a problem. No matter what your circumstances are, pick up your cards and you deal them to the best of your ability. This is the land of the free and the home of the brave. Amazing. Um, Larry also was one of the producers of the Uncatom 1 and 2, and I was in both of the documentaries, Uncatom, so check out Uncatom, all right? And support us at the Fallen State there, fallenstate.tv, on locals.com, locals.com as well, at 4 p.m. today, the American Anchor Baby. The American Anchor Baby is on fire. Energy, natural energy on loan from God. So I'm looking at this picture of the uh, Anchor Baby advertisement there, promotion. And the earth looked flat to me. I mean, round to me. Not flat. Does it look round? I mean, I don't know. Does it look flat around? Look at the sun going around the earth. You first said flat, so maybe that's... That was an accident. No, that might have been... No, that was a black accident. what you really saw. uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. No, that looked round to me. But anyway... The American Anchor Baby. And then Sunday morning, Sunday at 11 a.m., fellowship for everybody and their mama. Doors open at 1030. The meetings start at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Come on down. And if you're not in the L.A. area and you can't make it, even if you're in the L.A. area, you can watch it live at rebuildingtheman.com slash church. Rebuildingtheman.com slash church. I want to go back to Tony, a first-time caller out of Massachusetts. And Tony understand. And he black. And he was telling me, telling us about the situation with his ex-wife now, his children, and what a mess. Uh, Tony, thank you for holding. Go ahead. Yes, Jesse. So... When, it, when you go to the court system, I mean, when you said the woman is a devil, this woman turned around and said, he's on steroids, 
steroids, he's trying to kill my children. Wow. Now, Jesse, remember you talking about the court system? Yes. Now, the, it, was a, it was a male judge, a male. Now, all the DAs are females because God gave us eyes to see, and a lot of people don't look around. All the females are DAs. Yeah. They're asked to recess. She's a, par- she's a paralegal. Her lawyer was a female, right? And they changed the judge to all female. Now, here's a guy that's been driving trucks at the time, 18 years, never been to prison. You write about the blacks. Y'all was stealing and doing not. They sent, they put me to jail to be evaluated by a psychiatrist because I am losing my mind. Wow. I found myself. And then what they did, they brought me to jail. And all they did, they made me stronger. They didn't make me weak. They made me stronger. Because when you are alpha male, they try to put you to jail to break you. Yes. They turn around. They put me in a psych war to be evaluated for the third time. And as of today, and Jesse, I just want to tell you, I love you, man. You're a great dude, man. And these brothers need to wake up. And I love white people. Because as I was 14 years old, my father put me to work. It was white people that gave me the opportunity. The white people gave me the job I have. I've been flatbedding for 15 years. My company, my company take care of me. I live in my truck, Jesse. I live in my truck. The freedom, man. Right I don't watch TV. I don't watch TV, Jesse. I'm not programmed like all these guys are. They're beta males. All <laughs> of them. I put beta males put, Jesse, put trespassing. Trespassing on me as thoughts because I talk strong. Amazing. And I come across you, I'm like, Jesse's amazing. Because you write, Jesse. Black in the black eyes, I, I always had everything. They stole my car, your own friends. Because I had a Mustang at 20 years old because I decided to go to work instead of going to school. They all went to school and got manipulated, like you said. They got manipulated by the system. Yeah. So now you hating on me because yeah. I went and did it the right way with our hands, like you said. When God brought us out, guess what happened? You got everything. My daughters, I see my kids. My kids got no energy now. Amazing. It's like, it's amazing what they're doing to us. And like you said, we're the chosen one, and they hate that. Yeah. And I'm living in Boston, and the females in Boston are 10 times worse. They walk around here with the yoga pants. They don't got no panties on, because if you pay attention, you see it. And Jesse, <laughs> I, I want to go. Jesse, I wish I met you a year ago, because my father had stomach cancer, because he used to drink. He was reaching out to me, but I was the one being angry, not wanted to see him, and I think I would have got everything out of him. I didn't. And I wish I met you a year ago. That's my story, Jesse. I just want to say thank you. I listen to you every day, man. And I'm going to do the silent prayer, Jesse. I'm on my way on it. Like you said, you're going to be scared in your pants to go talk to your mother because my mother was like a witch. I called her a witch. And Jesse, (laughs) I've always been on my own. Everything I did, Jesse, was on my own. My father, mother wasn't there. My father gave me go to work. You went because I almost joined the gang. And my father was like, since you think you're a grown man, I'm going to put you work. Jesse, 14 years old, at $3.45, I had everything. You are right, Jesse. You right. These guys need to open their eyes and realize, women, I tell guys, you're afraid to lose, to lose your P-U-S-S-Y at home. That's why they say <laughs> happy life, happy wife. They're afraid, Jesse. Yeah. And I do it all the time when I walk in the store. Hey, guy, let me ask you a question. Do you believe in happy life at work? Jesse, guess what they said? Yes. Wow. Yes. And I said, I'm a man that look good. My name is T-L-G. 
Tony looking good. And they asked me who told me that. God told me to tell you that. When they say That's happy life, happy wife, uh-huh. uh, what they're telling you that they're weak and their wives yes. are controlling yes. them. Yes. Yes. My wife threw me out the house because I didn't believe that. Yeah. Trust me. You know how I'm a man with no record. In the courthouse, what I mean? Let me tell you how crazy it is when an officer comes to your house, take all your keys, and you can't come back to that home. And you know what the government do like you, right? Jesse, she fixed the entire home. Man. Now she wants me to sign the house over, and I'm not doing it. Good. That's right. Don't do it. I, I hung up on her, so I don't want to understand you. And I, and I thank you when you said it's better for you to, it's better for you to leave the kids alone because they're going to find you because we are the teachers. Yeah. And I taught my kids right. We're That's all I want to say, Jesse. Stay with it. Stay with it. Forgive your I mother. Will. Do the silent yep, prayer. I will, Jesse. All right, man. Yep. I all wish right, you well. You, call man. me again, buddy. I call you again, Jesse. All I right. definitely will. Okay. All right, bye. Bye. Amazing. Amazing. I'm telling you, it's a spiritual battle. The hell come through the woman. Not through the man, but through the woman. Um, I don't know if you mean you're talking about that. I think he means, like, that call was a get it off your chest. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. It's ha- I, I, I counsel with men and women and families, individuals every day. And it's the same story. It doesn't matter the color of the person. It's the same story. And the men are weak because their mothers have recreated them in her image when they were little and did not have the father to protect them. That's, they're not weak because they want to be weak. They are weak because their nature has been changed. They have the mindset, the thinking, the emotions of their mother. That's why God said you must be born again of the father. Return to the... It ain't nothing that's going to work until you get a new nature. And this is for men and women because the women are just repeating what their mothers have done because they have the They have created... They are recreated in the image of their mother and it's hell. Ladies, you're not yourself until you overcome your mother and return to your father. Let me go to Frankie out of Washington State. Frankie, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Frankie. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was calling because, so, last last year in August, I ended up getting married, and I hadn't listened to your show, you know, and I have always been seeking, like, the truth and been seeking God for a few years. So I had been an atheist in the past, and and then in 2019, like I came back to searching for God, and so I started going to church and all that. And then I met a Christian woman, <laughs> and we, after like about a year, year and a half, she's like, "Oh, where's this relationship going?" And it's like, "Well, you know," and I had been in a long-term relationship, but I never got married. And I was like, man, I'm 
you know, we got a lot of time. Let's just take it easy, you know. But uh, after like two and a half years, I ended up proposing. So we ended up getting married after three and a half years, which was last August. <clears throat> and then in October, I found your show and I found you. And I started doing what you were saying, you know, like I started doing silent prayer. I forgave my dad and my mom and I was realizing and God just like opened my eyes like to what you said and I, everything you said was, I felt like, wow, this is like totally true. You know, I could feel it in my spirit. Like this is a real truth. And I got my wife on board. Like she kind of listened a little bit, but she was like, she had listened to the hell comes to the woman and she didn't like that part, <laughs> but she was doing the silent prayer. <laughs> she was kind of doing the silent prayer. I remember one time I told her, okay, we're going to do the silent prayers in the morning. And, um, after about 15 minutes, she just jumped out of the bed and she's like, jumped out of the bed. And then I'm like, wait, why did, why did you jump out of the bed? We're not done. She's like, oh yeah, I'm done. I go, how do you know you're done? She's like, well, my thoughts or something. And I I had to, like, cry, cry, cry to get her to say that her thoughts told her she was done. And I was like, see, that's the devil right there. And she wasn't really having it. She, she thought it was herself. But it was funny. I seen it plain and clearly that the devil just told her you're done. And she jumped out of the bed all crazy and I was like what the so anyways in in December um I kind of stopped fighting with her you know I stopped fighting with her and just let her fight with herself and that made things worse and long story short um well we had got she had gone like to Christian counselors because she's like there's something you know, our, our marriage is bad, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, we need to return to God, you know? And I'm like, she's been a Christian since she was like five years old. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yeah. And that's what I was thinking. I got a good Christian woman, you know, we're going to be married forever. And then she said, no, we got problems. And I'm like, we need to take this with God. We need to follow God. God can fix all of our problems, you know? And I'm thinking... Why is her faith? I feel like her faith was not there. Like what? What's what's like? What's going on here? What about this? You know, God trusting in God, and I kind of brought that up. She didn't like that. And <laughs> these Christians, these Christians, like this group of Christians, she went to. She was like trying to talk to pastors. She's trying to talk to everybody and their Christian mama. So she found this group of Christians, and so they told her, "Oh, because." I was an atheist in the, for a while, and they told her, yeah, Frankie's just like a baby Christian. So <laughs> they told her, like, oh, they gave her an example with hand gestures. So if you put your hand to, like, your chest, they said, so if you do that with me, Jesse, everybody can see. They said, Frankie's right here. He's a baby Christian. You put it to your chest, and you put the other hand above your head, and it said, you're up here. So just be patient, you know, so Frankie's down here, and you're up here in in God's wisdom. 
<laughs> and at the moment, I didn't understand oh. what the heck that was, but I'm like, I'm thinking, I feel like I have more faith in God because she's like running around in her mind, and I'm trusting in God. So my question, I have a question, what is wrong with the Christian? The Christian, they, they don't know God. They know about him. And knowing about him is not knowing God. They're stuck in their intellect because they've been reading the Bible. They got all these things that they say. They have these act out things that they do. And they don't know that they're worshiping the devil and because they cannot see. So that's what's wrong with them. And that's why your wife is losing her way because she's listening to a group of people who are worshiping the devil in the name of Jesus. That's crazy because they seem like, and they talk about the fruit of the Spirit, and they seem like happy and joyous, and I like stared at their eyes, and I'm like, they seem to be joyous and like have love, but I I never asked them. I, I'm like, if I see this group again, I'm going to ask them directly if they have any anger and see what their stance is on <laughs> anger. Because... <laughs> It's because I, of time. So how are things with you and your wife right now? Well, she moved out at the beginning of the year. Oh, she did move out. Yeah, she moved out. And I feel like I have peace. And she's out. She blocked me and everything. I'm like, what the? I'm like, <laughs> we have to communicate, but she's out. We don't have no kids together or anything. Oh, we good. Family. So you have no kids with her. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and so how do you feel that she's gone now? Uh, I feel like hell left. Oh, good. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was observing what I was feeling at first, and the devil was telling me, you need to be, you just need to become, you need to uh, become a slut maker again. Nope. And, be with women, and I'm like, what? The? And I was just observing it, and the devil was telling me all this, and I was just observing it through the side of prayer. And after about three or four days, it lifted. It was gone. Nice. Well, stay with it, and let her stay wherever she's. Leave her out there doing whatever she's doing, and you stay with the prayer. You stay present. And you're going to see, man, your life, will, it's going to blow your mind how amazing your life will become. And it will work on its own. The more you let go, life will happen without your help. So stay with yeah. it. Amazing call. I'm glad you don't have any children with her. I know. That's, well, she like tighter tubes. And so uh, praise the Lord, I have no kids. So <laughs> one other thing is I have a 21-year-old. Because I used to, I felt like into alcohol. Right. But now, um, I don't have any of those problems. I'm alcohol-free for six years. So my oldest son, he's 21. And I could see now that how his mom turned him against me. Yeah. And I just kind of let him be. And I kind of told him, I kind of sent him one of your YouTubes. And I don't know if he's seen it or not, but just... Like two days ago, he texted me apologizing, and I apologized to him. I told him, you know, 
So I apologize for not being the best dad and protecting him, not protecting him from his mother. Because we had split up like six years ago. Right. Um, just out of the blue. And I was like, dang, he's 21. And he kind of really hasn't been talking to me for for years, you know, since he was like 15. He kind of didn't talk to me. But it's true, you know, he, he just he's realizing that he needs to do the forgiveness thing, you know. Right. Absolutely. That's amazing story. That's amazing. Well, as long as you work on you, your nature is changing from evil to good, and all things are possible. You can get your son back. He can change because the father is changing. So right on. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing call. Hell's gone. (laughs) Well, leave (laughs) hell out there. Do not bring hell back into your life. Oh, my gosh, she turned to a big old, like, a living devil. She's a bitch. Did I see that? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No. That's right. Amazing. Okay. Thank you, Frankie. All right, All right, call me again, buddy. Right. Amazing. I'm telling you, it has nothing to do with the race. It has nothing to do with the color. It has nothing to do with the money, lack of, or how much money you have or don't have. It has nothing to do with where you live. It's in the spirit. You're either of evil or of good. There's no there's no gray area. Hake is coming in with the hate news, not the fake news. One more hour to go and I come back straight to the cause and your super chats. Hake is coming in with the hate news. And watch, he has good hair. Steve, thank you for calling and thanks for holding. How have you been helped by the show? I'm going to tell you this. I believe you might go down in history as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, black man that ever lived on planet Earth, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know anybody before you that's been that great. You know, freeing the slaves is one thing, but you've been freeing people of their mind, which matters. It should be, anyhow, to you more than anything else, because with the mind not being right, there ain't nothing else going to happen right anyway. If you can doubt every thought... Because you're not your thoughts. If you can doubt every thought, knowing that you're not your thoughts, you don't create them, they're not from God, that they're from the deceiver, the great deceiver, Satan. If you can doubt every thought, you can be free, just like that. At an instant. Bring every thought into captivity. It's so amazing. A whole lot of mess going on in the world. This is the end of hour two already of the Jesse Lee Peterson show. It is uh, the 19th of January, A.D. 2020. What? 2023. Four. Stay tuned for hour three. Last hour of Express Yourself Friday. It's coming right up. The lines are full, guys. JLP will get right back to you. But first, it is fake news, not fake news. Uh, the far-left female run out let the skim say that tensions between Pakistan and Iran, Iran are on the rise. Both countries have long fought along their shared border, each accusing the other of housing separatist and militant groups. Now tensions have reached unprecedented levels, according to the ladies at the skim who you got to take it with a grain of salt coming from them. 
amid tit-for-tat attacks. Earlier this week, Iran, Iran carried out strikes in Pakistan's Baluchistan province, killing two children, according to Palestinian, uh, Pakistani authorities. Iran said that they targeted Jaish al-Adl, or, uh, yeah, a Sunni separatist militant group that killed 11 officers last month in Iran. Days earlier, days later, Pakistan launched their own strikes targeting the Baluchistan Liberation Front, BLF, a separatist group in Iran. At least seven people died. Since the start of the Israel-Hamas war, Iran has been using their proxy groups, Houthis, uh, Hezbollah, and other, in other countries. Some experts, experts say that Iran could be using the instability in the Middle East as an opportunity to target their enemies. Others say Iran is trying to show their strength of their military power. Nice. Others say, um, especially after ISIS attack, an ISIS attack killed nearly 100 Iranians earlier this month. Wow, that's terrible. It's not clear if these back-to-back strikes could call, pull Pakistan into the Middle East's conflicts. Pakistan said that they were targeting a terrorist threat and not Iran. Tehran, which is the capital of Iran, condemned Pakistan's attacks, but also reportedly said that they don't want to allow enemies to strain the amicable and brotherly relations of Tehran and Islamabad. Islamabad. Meanwhile, the United States said that there is no need for escalation. No need for it. So, relax. Uh, this, the Pakistan strikes marked the first time Iran has experienced a land attack since the end of the Iran-Iraq war more than 30 years ago. Wow. It is many on edge amid concerns that tensions could spill over into the Middle East. And meanwhile, there's Israel-Palestine peanut gallery, the war drama, the peanut gallery. Yesterday, Mexico and Chile. Chile? Referred to the Israel Hamas war to the referred that Israel Hamas war to the ICC International Criminal Court for evaluation of possible war crimes by Israel and Hamas due to growing worry over the latest escalation of violence. Gaza has been under a week long communications blockout, faces a looming threat of famine, according to the ladies at the skim. One visiting UN evil United Nations. Uh, one official from there described the territory as the most dangerous place in the world to be a child, other than a black womb, right? Give me a break. An estimated 50,000 pregnant women are struggling due to lack of access to proper medical care. Access, communist buzzword, with reports of some babies dying in childbirth. Terrible. The death toll for Palestinians in Gaza has grown to 24,000 people, at least half of whom... Women and children, 85% of Gaza's population, 1.9 million people about, has been displaced. Meanwhile, Israel's Prime Minister Bibi, based Bibi Benjamin Netanyahu, rejected calls for a two-state solution yesterday, amid pressure from the evil United States to move toward a path for a Palestinian state. Prime Minister's comments were amid mounting uh, tensions with the evil Biden administration. Whose side are you on on that? Or maybe no sides. Uh, the Prime Minister's comments were like that. The news comes as Israelis mark the one-year birthday of Kafir Bibas, who's a baby uh, hostage. I'm James Hake. Now back to JLP.